Al-Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmore, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Al-Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmore, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Alhamdulillah, we praise Allah, we praise Him, we ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيب أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أجارني الله وإياكم من النار ثم أما بعد When the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم passed away Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu assumed the role of Khalifa to Rasulullah, the Amirul Mu'mineen, the, the, the leader of the believers, the supreme leader of the believers, Umar Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu. Straight away, after assuming this role of Amirul Mu'mineen Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu faced strife and turmoil within the Arabian Peninsula clans and tribes began to apostate, leave Islam what sparked the war of apostasy or the wars of apostasy Hurub al-Ridda so after the death of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu assumed Khalifa to Rasulullah and then these wars began. After Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu gained control once again and consolidated power within the Arabian Peninsula and restored law and order within the Arabian Peninsula, he dispatched armies to strengthen, to fortify, and to expand the boundaries of the Muslim land. And from these armies, they went towards Bilad al-Sham. After a while, Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu passed, and then Umar radiyallahu anhu assumed Amirul Mu'mineen after Abu Bakr. So now Umar radiallahu anhu is the supreme leader of the believers. He continued 
the campaigns that Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu once began. And he commanded. One of these armies, he commanded them to besiege Al-Quds, Jerusalem. This siege took place. And the days and the months went on. The Byzantine army or the Byzantine Empire, the Roman Empire at the time, were in a fortified city. Al-Quds was fortified and protected. It wasn't easy to overcome. It went on and they thought that the Muslims would give up and retreat. But this fortified city was not facing armies like that of the past, the Persians. They were there just to loot it. They wanted the wealth of, of Jerusalem because it was rich. The Muslims didn't want its money. They didn't want its land. They wanted to reconnect it and open it and liberate it to the lands of the Muslims. They were there. And they were willing to put their lives on the line. The months went on and the siege continued. And their hope of the Muslims retreating faded away. So then the talks began. The negotiations began. They wanted to hand over Al-Quds. They have their conditions. The patriarch made it clear to the Muslims, I'm not going to hand over the key of Jerusalem unless Umar himself, the supreme leader of the Muslim, comes and takes it. Abu Ubaidah sends a message to Umar explaining the situation, outlining the the condition of the patriarch. So Umar radiallahu anhu willingly, happily set out to Al-Quds. The question that begs itself, what moved Umar radiallahu anhu and before him, his predecessor Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu to dispatch armies towards that land and to besiege that blessed and that holy land why those soldiers were willing to give up their life for that holy land? To know the answers, you must know the virtue of Al-Quds and the greater, because it's in and of and part of the greater Bilad al-Sham. The virtue of Bilad al-Sham, which is modern day Syria, Lebanon, Jordan and Palestine. The virtue of it, as the Prophet ﷺ said, is that in the time of turmoil and trife, you will find faith in Bilad al-Sham. Ala inna al-imana idha waqa'at al-fitan bil-sham. That verily, when turmoil, strife, trials, and tribulations before this ummah, look for faith in Bilad al-Sham. The Prophet ﷺ told us that this land is blessed with divine favor. It's covered with the protective wings of angels. The Prophet ﷺ was given a guarantee by Allah Azza wa Jal. He was guaranteed the land and its inhabitants 
the preservation of the land and its inhabitants. Not only is Bilad al-Sham the destined land for the day of gathering and the day of resurrection, al-Sham ardul mahshari wal-manshar, but it is the most beloved and the chosen land of Allah Azza wa Jal, and within it are His chosen servants. Alayka bil-Sham. Alayka bil-Sham fa'innaha khiratu Allahi fi ardih. Yajtabi ilayha khiratuhu min ibadih. It's Allah's chosen land. And drawn near to it are his chosen servants. Within Bilad al-Sham is Baytul Maqdis. The second mosque to be built after the Kaaba on this earth. It's where the Prophet وسلم, ascended from to the heavens in the journey of Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj. It's where he led the prophets in prayer. It's where Musa السلام, asked Allah Azza wa Jal to draw him near at the time of his death so he can die near to Baytul Maqdis. This link, these texts, this spiritual connection, this ideological connection to that land and to the sites within that land is what moved the Sahaba, is what moved the generations after the Sahaba up until today to defend, to willingly and happily defend, support, aid and die for such a land. It's these texts. It's not just land. It's not a mosque. It's not any mosque. This land and this mosque is intrinsic to your identity as a Muslim. It's intrinsic to your identity as a Muslim. Umar radiyallahu anhu set up. And he went to Al-Quds. But how did he go? And who did he take with him? Himself? His camel and his servant. The supreme leader of the Muslims, Amirul Mu'mineen, the one, his army just defeated the Byzantine Empire, the Roman Empire, the superpower of the world. Him, his camel, and his servant. And listen to the justice of Umar. Listen to the justice of Islam. He would give his servant his right. And he would give the camel its right. At times, Umar would ride and his, his servant will, will walk along. And at times, his servant would ride and Umar would walk along. And at times, they would both walk along and give the camel a rest. The Romans, awaiting Umar, depicted a supreme leader. Coming with an entourage, flanked by guards, royal guards, left, right, and center, behind him, in front of him. They expected a man to come with, with extravagant clothing, extravagant jewelry. They envisioned something that is befitting for an army that just defeated the superpower of the world. But Umar came on a simple camel with his slave. They entered upon Jerusalem. They came and they got close. God decreed, Allah Azza wa Jal decreed 
that it was the turn of his servant to be riding and Umar to be walking along. Did he say, get off, it's only befitting, I'm the Amir of the Mu'mineen, I should be on the camel and you should be walking. It's your turn, it's your right. They approached a muddy patch of land. He had to walk through it. So he took his sandals off, held it and walked through this muddy patch of, muddy patch of land. When they approached and got closer, Abu Ubaidah radiallahu anhu saw him. And he said to him, he couldn't help, but say, O Amirul Mu'mineen, had you worn clothes that weren't patched? Because he was coming and we know the story of Umar and his clothing. Patchy clothes, muddied. Not only that, but your slave is riding the camel. You have the patriarch waiting for you. You have the leaders of the Roman Empire waiting for you. You have the leaders of Jerusalem waiting for you. You have the inhabitants of Jerusalem all awaiting the supreme leader of the Muslims. So Umar radiallahu anhu pushed him away. And he said to him, Oh Abu Ubaidah, had it been someone else that said it, I would have punished him and made him an example. And then he said something. And the whole khutbah is for this statement. This whole story is so I can get you to what Umar said. He said, "Innakum kuntum nas, wa kuntum nas, wa bil-Islam, You're the most ridiculous of people, the most humiliated the most despicable, the least in number. Then Allah Azza wa Jal honored you with Islam. When you in other than Allah and other than his religion, then he will humiliate you. May Allah Azza wa Jal have mercy on Umar. Words of gold, words of iman, words of honor, words that we need to hear as a Muslim ummah today. Everywhere around the world. Words that resonate with every, that should resonate with every single one of us. That when you seek honor and victory in other than Allah Azza wa Jal and His religion, you will not find it. When you await a certain individual or a certain country or a certain weapon or a certain army, but you do not follow the pathway that Allah has set for you, then you will not reach victory. Allah Azza wa Jal honored us as an ummah and gave us victory when we sought it through his religion. He elevated us and gave us victory and was with us and aided us when we were with Allah. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he was driven out of Mecca, إِلَّا تَنْصُرُوهُ فَقَدْ نَصَرَهُ اللَّهِ إِذْ أَخْرَجَهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا when he was in the cave with Abu Bakr, do not despair, do not be upset. Did he say we have? Backup coming? Did he say we have wealth coming? Did he say we have an, an army that is mobilized and awaiting? 
Inna Allaha ma'ana, verily Allah is with us and when Allah is with you, everything else is void. Everything else is void. Musa alayhi salam, when he was wedged between the army of Fir'aun and the ocean, qala inna ma'ya, ma'ya man? Ma'ya Allah, ma'ya Rabbi sayahdeen. He said, I have Allah with me and he will guide me. And he will guide me and surely did he. When you're with Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah will aid you. Allah will give you victory. Allah Azza wa Jal will strengthen you. But this is a condition is that you return and be with Allah. Umar radiallahu anhu once and for all entered Jerusalem. And awaiting him was the patriarch. There he signed what is known as the Treaty or the Pact of Umar. The Treaty of Honor. The Treaty of Justice. The Treaty of Islam. In where he gave the inhabitants of that land, Christian and Jews alike, he gave them safety for their religion, for their churches. He gave them safety for their lives and their wealths and their churches and their crosses. He said that none of them would be persecuted and forced to change their religion or will be safe as long as they adhere to the rule of the Muslims. The patriarch handed over the key and he began to cry. Umar said to him, don't be sad. Lighten your heart. This world turns. Once it's for you and another it's not. He said to him, I don't cry that we just handed over the kingdom of Jerusalem. But what saddens me is that I see your rule lasting for an eternity. Why does this non-Muslim see the Muslim's rule last for an eternity? And this is a message from a non-Muslim to all the leaders of the world, past, present and future. That the rule of injustice, he said, the rule of injustice lasts but an hour. But the rule of justice lives on and will never end. Muslims across the course of history or along the course of history, they were given victory, but not by their numbers nor by what they had of weaponry and strength, but by their devoteness and their piety and their worship to Allah Azza wa Jal. They were worshippers at night and warriors during the day. They would give in charity and they would fast. They would enjoin in good and forbid evil. This is not my description. This was the description given to Hiraqal, who was the emperor of the Romans at the time, the supreme leader of the Romans. He said, and his response to these descriptions of the believers, he said, if this description is accurate, then they will surely conquer the land I stand on. And he was in Constantinople, modern-day Turkey. And in another narration he said that if this description is accurate then the belly of the earth is better for me than its back. Honor and victory has only 
one very important ingredient and that is that you turn and return to Allah Azza wa Jal for only through Allah do you find victory in Tansurullah Yansurkum as is in many suwar in the Qur'an. But in this one, Musa alayhi salam tells his people, قَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِ اسْتَعِينُوا بِاللَّهِ وَاصْبِرُوا He said to them to seek aid in Allah Azza wa Jal and to be patient. إِنَّ الْأَرْضَ, يو... إن الأرض لِلَّهِ يُورِثُهَا مَنْ يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ وَالْعَاقِبَةُ للمتقين. That This land is for Allah Azza wa Jal and he inherits it. To whom he wishes of his slaves. What we see today in that side of the world, in Bilad al-Sham, in the greater Bilad al-Sham, especially and specifically it was ha- what is happening in Palestine is not far away from our eyesight nor from our ears and our hearing. We are all aware of what's happening there and what has been happening there for generations that have passed and will continue to happen for generations to come unless unless we as an ummah collectively return to Allah Azza wa Jal. Return to being servants of Allah, attending His command, staying away from His prohibitions. Because only through this will we as an ummah be victorious. Many people think that because of the distance, they are there and we are here. We can do, what can I offer? What can I possibly offer so far away? I will get upset, I will make dua, but I'll go back to my life. I'll go back to my ways of doing haram. I'll go back to my ways of not being a caring Muslim. I'll be careless. I'll be just, you know, probably, probably make my five prayers. What you do individually as an ummah, every single person will affect and have a direct effect on what happens around the world for the ummah entirely. The closer you are to Allah Azza wa Jal individually, and then collectively, then the closer you are to victory. And victory doesn't have to be on the hand of human. So someone might think, what do we have? We don't need. We don't need. You don't need an army to be victorious. You don't need a superpower to be victorious. You don't need nuclear power to be victorious. You only need Allah in the battle of Al-Ahzab. Allah Azza wa Jal gave victory to the believers. How? By way of wind. The wind is what gave them victory. So it's got nothing to do with what's in your hand or what you have of power. You can have all the power in the world and be defeated. Ad. They were a superpower. 
They were said, who's stronger than us? Who's more powerful than us? We are the superpower of this earth. Allah Azza wa Jal destroyed them. Not with humans. Not with an army. Not by way of blood. They were destroyed with Allah Azza wa Jal's power. And that's all we need. But to get there, you need to be the slave of Allah. You need to be the slave of Allah Azza wa Jal. You need to return to Allah Azza wa Jal for your return will have a direct impact. And if you don't return, then Allah Azza wa Jal will impose a humiliation upon the nation of Islam. And this, and this humiliation will not be lifted until we return to Allah. As, Allah, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا ينزعه حتى ترجع إلى دينكم That this humiliation will not be lifted by Allah Azza wa Jal until you return to Allah. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warned the muhajireen of five trials and from them he said, وَلَمْ يَنْقُضُوا عَهْدَ اللَّهِ وَعَهْدَ رَسُولِهِ That this trial begins by the way, by the people breaking the covenant of Allah Azza wa Jal and the covenant of His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the promise between them, the link between them, the pathway between them. When this is broken, إِلَّا صَلَّطَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ عَدُوًّا مِّنْ غَيْرِهِمْ Except that Allah Azza wa Jal will allow an enemy from outside to come, to gain power, and to take that which is within their hands of land and wealth and whatnot. Is this not the situation? Is this not the situation? Is, not, is this not the case? Reason? The covenant of Allah Azza wa Jal and His Prophet was broken. So this is the pathway to victory. Don't think because you're far. Don't think because he and they're there that there's no link. This ummah is connected and intertwined. Every single one of us plays a role. And all we have to do is return to Allah. And when you return to Allah, then the aid of Allah will be there. The victory of Allah will be there. And the honor for Islam will be awaiting. إِنَّ اللَّهُ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم يا سامع الصوت ويا سابق الفوت ويا كاسي العظام لحما بعد الموت اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا اللهم ارحمنا وتب علينا وتقبل منا لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم ابرم لهذه الأمة أمر رشد يعز فيه أهل طاعتك ويذل فيه أهل معصيتك ويؤمر فيه بوف وينهى فيه عن المنكر يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم احفظ دماء إخواننا في فلسطين 
فلسطين اللهم احفظ دماءهم اللهم احفظ دماءهم اللهم كن لهم عونا ونصيرا اللهم ارحم شيوخهم وأطفالهم ونساءهم اللهم تقبل شهداءهم وداوي جرحاهم الله عليك بأعدائهم اللهم شتت شملهم وفرج جمعهم اللهم دمر آلتهم اللهم دمر آلتهم ربنا عليك توكلنا وإليك أنبنا وإليك المصير لهم الآلات ولنا الله عز جارك وتقدست أسماؤك ولا إله غيرك ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فاغفر لنا وارحمنا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم 